The Start On Demand. On demand. Back to school after the holiday break, but things are different this time around. Remote learning. If it's happening in your home, are you ready? Manitoba MLA John Reyes and his snow shoveling tweet heard round the world. Was the reaction overblown? And on the subject of that tweet, we had a lot of fun today talking about chores. Either chores you don't want anyone else doing because your way is the right way, or chores you're not allowed to do because you're terrible at it. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. This is the Monday, January 10th podcast for The Start. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, thank you very much for joining us this Monday morning. Monday where three of us are back, every, everyone's back. But uh, this week, Loren, hardly anything but normal, given that it's back, at least for a week, to remote learning. Yeah, and that's the big question I think going around in my circles when talking to friends and neighbors over the weekend was five days. Is it going to be five days? Are we getting all this prepped for just five days? Is it going to be longer than that? Why are we doing this? You know, what's going on? Are you ready? Was one of the questions that got asked over and over again. And I guess as ready as we can be might be the answer in some homes. You know, I'm looking to my right about 12 feet from me is where my oldest is set up in the basement. And then five feet over from him is where the youngest is set up in the basement. And if you hear any noises today, it won't just be the dog. There'll be all sorts of things going on in this house, Greg. And I guess to be honest, my kids are looking forward to it because it's something different and it's been a long winter break and a cold winter break and they haven't been able to interact as normal for all sorts of reasons. COVID aside, just the frigidness of the winter uh, break has meant uh, a lot of indoor time in some circles. So I, I guess I'm guess I'm ready, question mark. Yeah, I think that's probably a lot of us this morning wondering if we're ready. How ready can you be? We were updating computers yesterday, making sure that the the computers uh, had the latest software running on them so that uh, Teams wouldn't be an issue or whatever software they might be running won't be a, an issue because let's face it, for a lot of us, kids are our tech support, but they need tech support from time to time as well. So I was trying to get ahead of things a little bit by making sure things were running at least as optimally as uh, possible. Uh, but I don't know if that's going to prevent uh, the the absolutely likelihood of absolute likelihood of of things going awry, Brett. So we've been trying to be proactive over here, but we know that uh, we're not going to be able to get ahead of everything. So we're just going to go with the flow, my man. So we've got lots to discuss on that this morning, including at 8.05, we'll head to Maples Collegiate to see what kind of preparations the school has had to make. And if you want to weigh in at 204-780-6868, are you ready? Are you ready for remote learning if that's something that you have going on in your home? Also this weekend, wow, I um, <laughs> the reaction to the tweet, which reads, and this comes from MLA John Race. Even after a 12-hour night shift at the hospital, 
Last night, my wife still has the energy to shovel the driveway. God bless her and all our frontliners. Time to make her some breakfast. And the picture from above is she's outside shoveling. And uh, I, I got to admit, my first reaction to this was, oh, that's a nice thought. And now he's going to go make her some breakfast. But holy smokes, GMAC, <laughs> what did you? I actually had to look this word up. Ratioed. What does ratioed mean? So when John Reyes sent this out, he probably was anticipating a bunch of likes and endorsements for this tweet. Well, he got ratioed because the negative comments far outweighed not only the positive comments, but also the comments far outweighed the likes on this. I mean, it's to the point where Rex Chapman noted a tweeter of mostly positive things has gotten in on this. TMZ picked up the reaction. And so we'll we'll try and dissect what this says uh, about society, what this says about uh, our reaction, our need almost, it, it feels, to, to comment on everything. Loren, and my question yesterday was, is this tweet uh, and the reaction to it a larger commentary on John Reyes, or is it a larger commentary on us as a society that, that we feel the need to, to jump all over this guy? There's some naivety activity there i think you know and then to, to post that from your minister account he's the minister of economic development and jobs he's an mla he's a politician it wasn't his private account and so of course it's going to get a lot more reaction just because of maybe who he is and of course all the criticism that's been leveled at the conservatives when it comes to just how our hospitals are running right now pre-covid and currently in the midst of almost year two of covid and so i i think that's part of it i think there's some people who looked at it and i'm one of them and thought ah this is not gonna go over well long before it really didn't go over well and that's just because of the optics of it. But I also think it speaks to this idea of how, you know, we're often told, my mom and dad had said that since I was a kid, think before you speak. Well, now you have to really, 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 really think before you type because well, how's, you think it's going to go one way. I have, I'd like to believe that there's the best of intentions here, you know, trying to, to support his wife, but there's lots of people who didn't find it supportive at all. And it got funny. Like, I, if they're still having a laugh about it, great. I'm not sure they are in their house. We'll share more on how John Reyes and his wife reacted. And Brett, um, I, think we'll be hearing more about this in the days ahead, whether we want to talk about it or not. Yeah, and I think maybe one of the reasons why it, it did get such a reaction is because even though we're doing it at someone else's expense, it's kind of nice to talk about something other than just COVID. Um, and I mean, as you pointed out, it's just kind of this funny thing. Uh, and they seem to be having a good sense of humor about it. So we'll talk more about it at 6.37 and a bit later on as well. And you'll hear lots about this, I'm sure, over throughout the day and maybe throughout the coming days. Mackling, McGarry and McNabb, we're going to talk about that shovel tweet in just a second, but we're getting lots of reaction on remote learning. I just want to read this one quick from Edward, who says, we are seriously struggling with remote learning today. We are caregivers to our three grandkids, and we live in northern Manitoba, and we don't have and cannot get internet in this community so we are lost today and as it turns out loren we're actually looking to head to uh, northern manitoba at 737 for a different reason well the remote learning might be a question we have to ask to our guests at 737 we're spoke- 
hoping to speak to one of the vice chiefs of MKO and also the chief of a Northern First Nation community just about essential workers, the Omicron variant. And there's an MP that's pushing for military support in northern Manitoba. So we want to hear what community members have to say. And Brett, I think that's a great, great question for her. I mean, that's this is the crux of it all. The way to make remote learning work is with Internet. And I think we've all learned in the last two years, if you didn't know it before, that that's a vital part of how we do work, business, and school now. And if you don't have internet, you might not be able to get it done today. So, Edward, we feel for you. Um, I'd volunteer to help out in some way, but we uh, you don't want my math help. I'll just say that. So <laughs> I could read to them, but then you don't have internet. So let's, let, let us know if you're in that boat because it's not just remote communities. There are pockets even just right around Winnipeg that sometimes the signal can be really, really poor. Your, your service can be really poor. So let us know, 780-6868. So this might be an exaggeration, to call the tweet heard around the world. But it's close. Hours after MLA, John Reyes tweeted about his wife shoveling snow after a long shift at the hospital as a nurse. He was not only being roasted on social media, but written about in publications across the continent, including the online online tabloid TMZ. Okay, so if you haven't seen it, this is the original tweet from Reyes. Quote, even after a 12-hour night shift at the hospital last night, my wife still has the energy to shovel the driveway. God bless her and all our frontliners. Time to make her some breakfast. The tweet then included a photo of his wife shoveling and at this hour has been quoted on Twitter almost 19,000 times, liked 37.4 thousand times, and has spawned all sorts of memes, reactions. There's been some laughs, some cases rage from people. And I think some of the overriding initial reactions, Greg, were, guy, you watched her shovel snow shovel instead of helping her or you picked up the phone first instead of putting on your coat and stepping outside so that's some of the initial reaction yes and also the fact if you scroll uh one or two tweets previously uh john reyes uh talking about being up all night essentially watching tennis on television so that probably didn't help him in any way shape or form here one of my favorites and maybe at the heart of the reaction from many comes from neil mcneil and uh, it's not humorous, it's just to the point. My thoughts on John Reyes's tweet, the issue isn't the tweet itself. It's that he's so oblivious to what Manitoba Twitter would see in it. The man clearly lacks an empathy and sensitivity, and that's not a good thing for someone in government. So on the other hand, there were people weighing in saying, hang on, maybe she just got home and that's a routine after work, or maybe she likes to shovel, or how come we can't just look at this like he's being supportive which i think was his intent but there were also many many more decided to make fun of reyes instead with a ton of people posting their own parody photos of their spouses doing chores like this one from jesse parker who tweeted from the state of georgia even after a 12-hour night shift at the hospital last night my wife still has the energy to patch the roof after the winds last night god bless her and all our frontliners Time to make her some breakfast. Now, Reyes is the MLA for Waverly and the Minister of Economic Development and Jobs. So we asked him and his wife if they would join us this morning. They said no, but in a statement through his office, Reyes said, quote, My wife is amazing, both at home and at work. I'm eternally grateful for her and everything she does. I love her very much. I'm happy that she is getting the worldwide recognition she deserves, and it serves as a reminder to everyone, especially me today, that we can never do enough to show our gratitude to healthcare workers. 
Yeah, and some people took issue with the fact that he's saying she's getting the worldwide recognition, pointing out, no, no, you're still getting the recognition, <laughs> not in the right way. But that statement also included a tweet from John Reyes's wife, who up until the weekend didn't appear to have a Twitter account. Cynthia Reyes retweeting her husband's original tweet with the line, all I wanted to do was shovel. And then I think it was like a facepalm emoji, Brett, or something that went with it. Um, like, you know, a hand slapping the forehead. But that, even that didn't go, in, go over well. Some people saying, okay, so now she not only has to shovel, but she's got to step in and save his career. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I think, you know, for the most part, it was, I, I'd like to think people were having fun because as you pointed out at the top, Brett, there's so much darkness in the world right now. This is non-COVID related, even though she is a nurse, I, 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 the problem with both of their explanations is there's no context here. So, you know, could they have pointed out that she always shovels or she likes it or it's not a big deal or, or, or what, or, or was the Twitter world right and she's down there mumbling to herself while he's taking her photo? Like, I don't know. I, I think this is an overreact for the most part. Yeah, like uh, here's one reaction I, th- I saw that, that sort of encapsulates everything I hate about social media, and that's the outrage over everything. And this one reads, John Reyes is a conservative politician in Canada and a complete and utter embarrassment as a husband, father, and a man. Shame on you, you garbage heap. Shame on you. Your wife needs to clean house and shovel you out the door. And I thought, okay, that's... Uh, that's a little harsh. On the lighter side, uh, this one from Roy saying the PC government that doesn't seem to understand exponential spread should yeah. study this tweet. So there's all sorts of stuff. You can have fun reading the reactions. You can get angry reading the reactions. Uh, I try to ignore the anger stuff and just pay attention to the funny stuff, Greg. Yeah, Lorraine uh, puts it into context from her point of view. A real man would have been outside alongside of her with his own shovel and cell phone, not from the warm side of the window, not playing playing cinematographer looking for likes on Twitter. So there's lots of different ways to view this. We invite them from you, 204-780-6868. Is this much to do? Much ado about nothing? Or is this uh, something that we should be talking about throughout the day? We uh, value your your input as always. And Loren mentioned there's no context here. Maybe the context is he's just not good at shoveling and she wants him to leave it alone. <laughs> Maybe she's got a system and she doesn't want right. him screwing it up. So that's what we're going to do in our next topic, in our next segment. We want to know, is there a chore that you don't want anybody else doing around your home because your way is the right way? Or is there a chore you're not allowed to do because you suck at it? Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, bribing season, I mean, winning season has returned. We have stuff to give away again. So we want your text messages at 204-780-6868 for a chance to win a $20 gift certificate for Santa Lucia Pizza. We'll give it away at 9.15. And it's inspired by the John Reyes shovel tweet fiasco. So let's talk about chores. Are there any chores you don't want anyone else doing in your home, either because your way is the right way or just because you like doing it? Or are there any chores you're not allowed to do because you're awful at it? Or, hey, maybe, maybe there's a chore you hate doing, so when you're called upon to do it, you tank it so that you get called off, you get shooed away. Just go back to the couch and watch TV. So shoot us a text. Let's get started. GMAC, uh, you're uh, you know fairly particular guy in some respects, so what, how's, how do things work in your home? 
Okay, so we used to have a pool. We got rid of the pool last year, uh, but for nine years, cleaning the pool was my salvation. Uh, not that anybody else put their hand up to do it, but I loved doing, you know, that chore on Saturday morning. You know, you get the earbuds on and then just, you know, vacuum the pool and balance the chemicals and do all that stuff. So I love doing that. I have 15-year-old boys uh, who are not allowed to touch the lawnmower yet because I like the way I do it. I don't think they're ready to do it yet. Jackie thinks I'm insane. (laughs) Oh, my God. But when it comes to shoveling, when it comes to shoveling the driveway, I get really angry. (laughs) If I've had a long day and I come home and say they've been home either, uh, you know, on a PD day or over the Christmas holidays, it's like, uh, you know what, guys? I put in a long day. The least you could do is shovel the driveway. So I guess I've got uh, mixed messages going on here. <laughs> and now, I get what I deserve. Now, Pointers, you were reacting to the lawnmower well, Greg, situation. Let them cut the grass. What the heck? Why can't they cut the grass? And how much grass do you even do it have? Straight enough. The comprehension of geometry enough. is not there yet. Okay, gotcha. Pointers, what about you? Have to be a certain way, you know. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I get, I hear you. Um, Well, making the bed. I mean, and I do make the bed. And I let's be. uh, Before I was married, I never made it because what's the point? You just mess it up again. And so, um, yeah. So it's like I don't know. I was watching an episode of Friends because I'm trying to like finally watch that show because all I do is hear about it all all the time, and I feel like I've been missing out for years now. But there was like that episode where. I think it's Monica and she's good. Tom Selleck is there and he's making the bed and he's doing all a great, nice job. And she's, Oh, thank you so much. You're so special. That was so nice of you. And then he walks in the other room to get a drink or something. And she messes the whole thing up and starts rearranging it. Um, and I feel like that's what my life is now. Uh, I try, I'm trying, but I just don't have that like attention to detail. I don't, ha- and I don't have the patience to like make sure the line is perfect and the it's a perfect straight line. I just don't I just I just don't have the time for it. So, I will always try to do chores. I, I like to help out, but uh, I don't mean to mess it up, but I just I just don't I don't I don't have that je ne sais quoi. I just don't have the ability to care that much. Don't forget the 17 throw pillows, uh, Mr. Poitras. Yeah, something I yeah. I I'm I'm trying, guys. I'm not a big France fan, but I'm trying. Well, that's a separate conversation, Mr. Poitras. It's a good thing you're not in the building right now. But uh, Jeff Braun, welcome back from a week off. Hey, yeah. Now, I live by myself, so all the chores fall on me, including making the bed, which is uh, my favorite thing to do. And I do it first thing in the morning, Cam, uh, before 4 o'clock when I'm still tired. I just love it. But the one thing I cannot stand is cleaning the bathtub. And unfortunately, it's one of those chores that you, you need to do it or it just you know makes it so much harder when you do eventually have to do it. Although I will say that uh, the fact that you can just pull the shower curtain across and no one can look inside and look <laughs> super nosy. <laughs> does come in handy a lot it hurts my knees i don't know how people do that for a living it blows my mind well forty that's a chore you actually enjoy doing don't you oh no i hate the bathtub the bathtub i hate uh there's a lot of stuff i don't know if it's i like to do it i just like to make sure everything looks clean and like when it comes to making the bed like that is one that i'm very uh ocd about like the pillows on the right need to stay on the right the pillows on the left need to stay on the left i'm just you know, I have to make sure those lines are there. I fold my sheet at the very top of my sheet back a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm very I'm very OCD. And when it comes to vacuuming the area rug, like Greg with uh, shoveling or uh, mowing the grass, I need to make sure that the lines of the vacuum on the area yes. rug go the right way and it looks clean and it looks crisp. 
I'm just, I'm, I'm a complete mess. This oh. is ridiculous. I'm a clean mess. <laughs> what is, what's, why is it ridiculous, Ren? Well, I mean, come on. Like, the lines go, you, like, once you carp, vacuum the carpet, those lines are gone within a matter of hours. A nope, day after you mow place. the lawn. A, well, you're just walking around I'm the carpet. You, and, well, actually, a day you, after you back. mow the lawn, the lines are gone in the lawn. Like, this is just insane. I will say, if I came home from a 12-hour shift and my, sho- my driveway wasn't shoveled and everybody was inside, like you know, watching TV or playing video games, I would be super annoyed unless totally that's always right. been my job, you know, I, but I, I don't think there should be jobs. Like I, like unless someone does it so well that you can't possibly duplicate the greatness that they achieve with the shoveling or the mowing of the lawn or the bed making. I just think everybody should, ha- there shouldn't be jobs. Just if it needs to be done, you do it, especially now. Cause there used to be that whole gender thing, right? You're the man. So you shovel and I'm the woman. So I clean the toilets and to heck with that. Okay, so here's what we need from you at 204-780-6868. Which chore is no one else allowed to do because you do it the best? Or which chore are you not allowed to do? Tell us a story, chance to win $20 gift certificate for Santa Lucia Pizza. We'll give it away at 9.15. Mackling, McGarry, McNabb. In a moment, we're talking about Manitoba versus Saskatchewan versus the United States restrictions in other jurisdictions. What are the numbers showing on that? But just very quickly here, we're asking you to tell us at 204-780-6868 about chores. Which chores do you allow no one else to do? Or which chores are you not allowed to do? And uh, this is an interesting one, Greg, on cooking. Yeah, I do 99% of the cooking in our household. This, this is not me. This is from a listener. My wife could make a pretty mean shepherd's pie, but for anything else, bless her heart, she usually ends up using the smoke detector as a kitchen timer. <laughs> not an analogy I've heard before, but I, I like it. I get I get where this listener is coming from. I'm like that with bread. Like if I put a garlic bread in the oven, if I don't set the timer, forget it. She is gone. Oh yeah, I can't do. I can't do it. I just will forget. I'm, you know me. I'm always doing the multitasking, Brett. Right. Yeah. So as soon as the bread goes in the oven, I'm like doing laundry or shoveling or like outside. I don't know. Like I'm just decorating a Christmas tree, playing with my kids. Like I forget I've done it. <laughs> and then again, then it's and dead. then the alarm goes off. Then it's dead. <laughs> Keep those texts coming. We'll give away that pizza gift card for Santa Lucia at nine fifteen. In the meantime, we want to talk now about. Hey, thousands of Manitoba teachers, students, and their parents, they're getting ready to start what's supposed to be a week of remote learning. Many are wondering, though, just how long it will last. Almost every time restrictions have come into place, we've been following what other jurisdictions are doing. Ontario, for example, started remote learning last week. That province also suspended amateur sports, put a ban on in-room dining in restaurants, and closed places like gyms and theaters, Loren. But if you look west to Saskatchewan, officials there have really put no new restrictions in place for the Omicron variant. And so some of the comments we've been hearing and reading and seeing on social media and other over the past few days involve people, some people, asking, hang on, why don't they have more restrictions? Or maybe some are asking, why do we have so many? Epidemiologist Cynthia Carr is the founder of Epi Research and our guest this morning. How's it going, Cynthia? Good morning. I'm fine. Thank you. Well, it's not just Saskatchewan that has these limited restrictions. If we look south, and we have often looked south through this pandemic, there are many states doing things very differently. So if you could walk us through some of the numbers and what we're seeing in terms of whether or not the restrictions are working or maybe needed in other places, how do you read it when it comes to the surge outside of Manitoba? 
Well, certainly we're all experiencing surges. And, you know, even on Friday, uh, Dr. Shahab, the Chief Medical Health Officer for Saskatchewan, uh, implored people to not gather together. And, you know, yes, their rates are lower, um, but they're experiencing dramatic increases as well. So in the past month, um, you know, their active case rate has increased 11-fold. Ours has increased 14. Uh, their new case rate has uh, increased by a multiple of 16, uh, going from 70 new cases a day to 1,099. So, again, yeah, it's lower than ours, but it's certainly not a sign of control uh, at all. And I certainly wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, they start bringing in some... Uh, some restrictions just pertaining to gathering size and, uh, uh, you know, starting there alone. Not to cast aspersions uh, to the West here, Cynthia, but we, we know on the good side or the plus side in a lot of people's mind is the fact that, you know, this rapid testing has been readily available in Saskatchewan. So could it be that their numbers are dramatically higher than what they're reporting? Well, we would say that, um, you know, anywhere across Canada, you know, again, the combination of uh, accessibility to testing uh, and and also, you know, that good news, bad news scenario that, uh, you know, at least with uh, Delta or previous versions of this virus, there were some unique identifiers where you would really notice and say, I, I need to get tested. I, I really don't think this is a cold or a flu. Uh, or seasonal allergy. Uh, now, you know, the good news side, side that for the most part, this is staying in our upper respiratory system uh, and the symptoms are just more and more uh, very similar or the same as a common cold. Uh, you know, many people might just not recognize that this is, uh, um, in fact, COVID-19. So uh, I think everywhere, uh, regardless of access to testing, that's just another indicator, another factor uh, we really don't know what the true rate of spread is, um, but certainly we know it's transmitting like wildfire. Now, this week of remote learning is supposed to be just that, one week. So kids should should be returning to school on the 17th. What impact is Omicron having on that younger age group? Well, I, again, you know, schools were out over the Christmas holiday. Omicron was first identified here in Manitoba around December 7th. So we don't have a ton of, you know, school place uh, data, I would say. You know, I can see the outbreaks that uh, or the number of cases associated with schools. Uh, there were just over 1,200 between December 22nd and January 4th. But again, uh, you know, for the most part, kids weren't in school during that time period. So we'll have to wait and see. We know from the entire course of this pandemic, you know, two out of three uh Cases are associated with household spread. About 4% are associated with school. So, again, it's not that we're seeing uh, or have seen that transmission within the school setting. It's the high rate of community spread uh, that is potentially putting schools and certainly, you know, staff absenteeism uh, in that red zone because you, you don't have to catch it or, or transmit it within the school uh, for the school to be impacted by, you know, the unavailability of teachers or kids needing to stay home when sick. You know, often a lot has been made, Cynthia, just about what we're seeing with, with the divide when it comes to this variant. You know, I might have more access to tests maybe because I can buy them versus someone else. And even though the school has handed out tests, there's there's five per kid. So that they might be blow through those in a week, depending on 
you know, what symptoms they might may or may not be feeling or the concerns we might have as parents. And so it's not, it's not as a simple return to school just because we do have some tests. Those are only going to go so far. Yeah, and we really need to think about what strategies are we going to prioritize here to kind of normalize um, in-school learning uh, and what are kind of those practical safety measures. So, yes, we can give out uh, to students those rapid tests, but as you say, there's going to be significant variability about when those are used, uh, understanding uh, that there's, you know, a, can be a fairly high false negative rate if you don't have, an, you're not, you don't have symptoms, you don't have enough of that viral load at the time of the test. Um, and, you know, there's not an infinite number of tests available. So you're right. What do we do when those five run out? Uh, how do we prioritize that? And again, what, what are the practical safety measures that we need to have in place? And I would say, you know, obviously ventilation uh, is key in the school setting for now and, uh, you know, our long-term uh, health of, uh, of students in that setting. Epidemiologist Cynthia Carr joining us live on 680 CJOB, the founder of Epi Research. Cynthia, thank you as always. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, which chores do you not allow anyone else to do? because your way is the right way, or because you just like doing it, or maybe there's a chore you're not allowed to do because you're terrible at it. 204-780-6868. What's Darcy got for us, uh, GMAC? Folding. I like all the towels to be folded just perfectly. I enjoy it so much. And Shannon also weighing in, Loren, on the uh, towel folding. Sorry, guys, I'm having a bit of my first technological blip, and I don't have all the kids online yet. So, oh. uh, I'm hang on. Here we go. Shannon. So she says, uh, my husband folded them last night. I thanked him, but then took him out of the linen closet <laughs> and refolded them. I have done that before. Not because they were, but there's like always a battle in our house. If you roll them or if you lay them flat. Oh, do you, you roll the towels and stack them rolled? Because that saves space, according to some people's theories, or do you lay them flat? Yeah. And you can't win with me because some days I'm a roller and some days I'm a flatter. And uh, depending on how I open up the closet, I might be annoyed and it's no one's fault but my own. So, Well, in my last uh, uh, relationship, I like to do the trifold. I fold the well, – I guess it's a quadruple fold really if you count the number. But I fold the towel in half and then I fold one side over and then the other side over. So it's like this sort of trifold. I think it looks nice the way it stacks on the shelf. Um, but, uh, you know, my, my partner didn't care for the way I folded the towel, tried to convert me into doing it another way. And uh, I finally just said, you know what? You want the towels folded that way? You fold them. And What was t- that wrong way? What's that? What was that wrong way? <laughs> it was just like fold, it was basically fold just folded them. in half, uh, folded in half and then folded in half again. Oh, so no. it, it was it was it lied flatter. Uh, in mm. the in on the shelf, but it just didn't look as nice. So anyway, I said, Agreed. "You do it. You want them folded that way? You do it." Um, anyway, I find myself single <laughs> these days. So you tell me if I was right or wrong. Ah, you just can't win with so many of these things. It's like the bed making. Every time I look at the kids or my husband after they made the bed, I wonder if they buried a dead body in there. Like you know, it's just, <laughs> sometimes people don't do it to your liking. <laughs> Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Greg, are you there? I think I'm here. Yes. Can you hear me? 
Can you hear me, Master Control? <laughs> we can hear you, Greg, working from home and having some internet issues this morning. Uh, so I guess it's going to be touch and go for the next couple of hours for AG Mac. Well, you know, I just said to you guys on our text conversation, I've probably had the internet all to myself, not only in my house, but maybe in my neighborhood for the last week or two. And so now everybody's scrambling to get online. That may be uh, interfering with my ability to do so uh, without any issues. So uh, fingers are crossed for sure. Well, and that leads to the question, are the kids up? Do they have their instructions from their teachers? Are they ready to hop online? Yeah, I mean, this is a tough day after a Christmas break or summer, summer break anyway, right? When the kids have to get back into the routine. But now the routine today is uh, heading into whatever space you may have in your home or apartment or condo and getting them online. So depending on where you live, that might mean that they're not online because internet connectivity is an issue. So they might be following packets and assignments from the teachers, or they might be getting on with a laptop or iPad. Scott Shire is the principal at Maples Collegiate and joins us to walk us through how it's going at his school. Good morning, Scott. Morning. How are you? I'm well. I'm curious if you got any sleep over the past 48, 72 hours, or were you at the school all weekend? Uh, I was at the school, but, uh, you know, just not by uh, that I had to be here. I was just, you know, checking some things out. But so it's I know all good. it's all good. Well, you know, it's, I guess that's the way we have to sell it these days. You know, we were told by the province when this announcement was made that we were going to remote learning, that this was about giving you and your teachers a chance to prepare for that return to in-class learning. But is that possible with the teachers online all day long this week? Uh, I don't want to be critical, but no, it's not. <laughs> um, we're trying to mitigate as much as we can here. That's our our goal when our students come back and our staff. Like We're going to have 1,700 people in this building, so that concerns me. <laughs> well, what's the, what's, the, what's the setup right now, Scott? Um, what do you mean? How, how are teachers, how are teachers uh, doing their job uh, this week? Oh, well, we're ready for remote. Sorry, we were prepared for that before the break. We weren't sure if we were coming back when cases were exploding. So, uh, you know, we uh, had the foresight to plan. Uh, lots of teachers sent work home, work packages, or um, kind of things that they were going to do with their students before the break. So we were prepared for that just in case. And how often have you been asked this week, is it really going to be just one week? Um, I think so. I'm pretty sure, you know, the province knows that the best place for kids is in school. And uh, uh, what I've heard is we're coming back 100%. So you mentioned, Scott, so you were ready before the break with the possibility that this might happen. Students will be going online for the most part today. Like, is it all day long going online with their teachers through Teams or whatever application? It depends what course it is, really. Like our, our science teachers and our math teachers will be online teaching. Um, our humanities, though, um, are given assignments and they'll check in with students individually or they'll be online for students to ask questions because they have more flexibility in kind of the scope of their coursework. Where our, our math, like our calculus and so forth, they're used to it. They, they were doing this for two years now. So they'll, they'll log in with their students and actually teach and have students ask questions and so forth. So Scott, you mentioned your, the, I'm sorry, I just wanted to ask, you mentioned your concern then. So this this is how it'll work this week, but you're concerned about 1,700 kids getting back together next week. Is it just because you're going you're gonna to have to find ways to space them out better, or what's what's the worry? 
Yeah, the worry is we're having 1,700 people in this building. Um, we do not have the capacity to space out. Our, our, our community has been amazing throughout this. Like our, we've had no problems with kids wearing masks. We actually mandated medical masks the week before the break anyways, and our students were all in on that. Um, the concern is kids are fatigued, right? They're fatigued with this, and they are with their friends outside of school, so they feel that they can be with their friends in school. And the way our, our campus is laid out, um, we're going we're gonna to have some concerns. <laughs> Scott, that was sort of my question with regard to students and and how they're feeling about all this. This is not the first go around with this remote learning. So what's what's the feedback been? Do do students really feel as though they should be in school? And and what's the detriment been in terms of uh, being away from class? Yeah, I think like students want to be here. They, uh, you know, if you look at our band program, our choir program, our athletics, um, they're the ones that are getting hit the hardest. Right, and then when we look at learning loss, uh, we really see it in some areas, like uh, in our math areas and science areas and things like that. And Scott, if there are any students who have technology issues, whether they simply can't get online, or if they're they're on and then they get punted and they, you know their their connection is interrupted, are there any provisions uh, set up for for those students in terms of like just a, a backup learning plan? Yeah, we have some students coming in, actually. Like, it's not full lockdown. Like, students with, with needs or, or teachers that say, hey, I want to bring this student in for a little bit of time. Can I do that? We're, we're, we're letting them do that. Um, we're not going to punish students, that's for sure. Like, this isn't their fault. Um, so if they can't get online, like, we have a lot of students from the north that attend here. We're a hub for uh, Barron's River and some other communities in the north. So those, those students can't get online we know that so we've we put packages together and we have a kind of a system to get them work you mentioned some learning loss in the maths and sciences scott and i think it's just worth reminding like we can keep saying things like oh it's just five days but you add up these five days with the two months back in the spring of 2021 and the christmas period over 2020 and then the spring of 2020 i mean you add it all up man that's a lot of very different days for these kids depending on where they're at with their education yeah, the kids and the teachers, like, I don't know if I could teach in these times. <laughs> you know, um, the stress that's put on our teachers, to they, have, they can't teach the way they used to teach. And we remind them of that many, many times over. But it's still, it's stressful for them because they think they're failing their kids as well. Scott Shire is the principal at Maples Collegiate, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Scott, thank you very much for the time, sir. We appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. And we are enjoying your text messages on chores at 204-780-6868. We want you to tell us about the chores that no one else is allowed to do because your way is right. Or maybe there's a chore you are not allowed to do because you're awful at it. And Nancy says, my husband, and we're getting lots of texts on the dishwasher. Nancy says, my husband loads the dishwasher and does the dishes. He is very particular. And I sometimes load it badly on purpose <laughs> so this kind of made me laugh because i mentioned just last week sometimes i do that to my dad just to mess with him because he always goes in and moves stuff wherever i put it um and nancy says he's a farmer and i will hear him in the middle of the night when he gets home fixing our terrible loading so <laughs> nancy thank you for that 
$20 gift certificate for Santa Lucia Pizza up for grabs. We'll pick our winner at 9.15. And this all has to do with this. Might be an exaggeration to call it the tweet heard round the world. But it's close. Hours after MLA, John Reyes tweeted about his wife shoveling snow after a long shift to the hospital as a nurse. He was not only roasted on social media, but written about in publications across the continent, including the online tabloid TMZ. Their headline, Canadian politician watches wife shovel snow after her hospital shift. So as we all probably know by now, the original tweet was, quote, even after a 12-hour night shift at the hospital last night, my wife still has the energy to shovel the driveway. God bless her and all our frontliners. Time to make her some breakfast. The tweet then, of course, included a photo of his wife, and at this hour has been quoted 19,000 times, liked 38,000 times. It spawned all sorts of memes and reactions, Greg. Reyes responded by saying, you know, a Appreciate my wife's getting the recognition she deserves. I love her. I need to support all her frontline workers. She's retweeted. All I wanted to do was shovel the snow. But really, it's it's their reaction to that tweet. And, of course, Twitterers, Twitterers, Twitterites reaction to the tweet that's uh, really generating a lot of comment. I think the bottom line here is it's gone not exactly as uh, John Reyes may have anticipated when he sent this out. And one of my favorite responses, and it may be at the heart of the reaction for many, comes from Neil underscore McNeil. My thoughts on John Reyes's tweet. The issue isn't the tweet itself. It's that he's so oblivious to what Manitoba Twitter would see in it. The man clearly lacks in empathy and sensitivity, and that's not a good thing for someone in government. Amy Morrison is professor in new media at the University of Waterloo and a social media expert. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. We always appreciate you making time for us. So what do you make of this hullabaloo over this tweet? And was it a matter of not thinking two or three steps ahead in the case of John Reyes about what the reaction might be? Some of my friends in the South would say, like, the expression for this man is, oh, bless your heart, right? You mean well, sir, um, but something has gone terribly wrong in this tweet that you should have noted before you sent it. There's a, a kind of charming naivete here um, at work. So this this tweet hits on a number of fronts. Uh, first of all, if you look in the comments, there are, you know, the people who are, are saying stuff like, yes, and my wife just worked a 28-hour shift as a coal miner and came back and fixed my car for me. Like, they're making jokes about, you know, how much does this this woman have to do before you, you know, put down the Twitter machine and, and go outside and do some help. There are other comments that are, are sort of going after his masculinity for not shoveling, right? Why, why are you doing the cooking? You should be shoveling, be a real man um, and do some shoveling. Um, and others are like, bro, you were tweeting about tennis. You stayed up late to tweet about tennis. You could have been out there shoveling. Or um, as your, your commenter that you read there said, like, I can't believe that you posted this and didn't think that people would read it um, in a particular way. It also strikes a little bit the sort of thoughts and prayers like, you know, healthcare workers are feeling a little bit undervalued and um, rather than sort of tweets of support, um, they need more material help. And this is just a kind of instance of that of like, oh, this healthcare worker working so hard and look, now, now there she is out shoveling the driveway. Like, God bless all of our frontline healthcare workers when like you could get a shovel um, and go outside and help. So people see in that. Um, what they want to see. It just leaves a lot of space um, for people to respond because it feels very timely. So the tweet itself then, like you described it as as charmingly naive, but is there anything bad about this tweet or is it our reaction bad? Like what's worse here? 
Um, I, I think it's kind of like, you know, one of these these Rorschach tests, you know, the ink tests where you look at it and what you see in it is kind of a reflection of what your own values are. So, um, you know, the minister's tweets, by and large, are very wholesome, right? He's out giving out masks, he's baking treats, or somebody's baking treats for the office, he's driving around delivering poinsettias, he's tweeting about sports games, you know, it's all very wholesome, very friendly, very positive content, and this tweet certainly matches that positivity in tone. And so you take it in the context there and you would sort of think that he just seems to be like oblivious that maybe the thing to do is not take a photo, um, but maybe go outside and and help, right? So it's not, you know, a tweet of ill intent. It's not reflecting any bad behavior on his part. It's more kind of a cluelessness that I'll be honest, many women will will recognize, right, as sort of being thanked after the fact for like a domestic task that, you know, um, a male partner could have helped with instead of just simply appreciating afterwards. You know, it's like eating the big Thanksgiving meal and saying, well, let's thank all the ladies who helped cook this, and then they, you know, walk into the den to watch TV, and then the women get to clean it up too, right? Like, so there's a little bit of that feeling to it, um, but it, it's pretty clear um, that his intent was complimentary, <laughs> but the effects of it were a little bit less so. So he's got ratioed here is what's happened, right? The, the tweet is so timely to so many people about healthcare workers, about domestic chores, about pandemic life, that it's spread much, much farther than any of his tweets have ever spread before. And the further away it gets from that context, the more people are able to sort of read into it as a kind of like data point in culture and less about this man and his wife as individual people or a family. And everyone seems to have an opinion on this, right? Because it's Absolutely. just so, it's something we can all relate to. Not the, not being on Twitter, for, but coming home after a 12-hour shift, if the driveway's not shoveled, would you or would you not be annoyed? That you know might be the oh, fundamental yeah. question. And then would you be annoyed if someone was watching you from the window or all those kinds of things, Amy? Yeah. But on the other hand, too, there was part of me that was thinking... Like Twitter, what are you good for these days? Because it, there's so much anger out there. And, and I was, as much as I got a good laugh out about some of the stuff that was being posted, I, was, I also just thought, oh, man, people, like, are we this mad right now that we have to come at someone so hard? I, I, I struggle to know how to feel. Yeah, I, you know, the, I was looking in the, the tweets are mostly sort of gentle roasting. They're memes, right? You know, there's like they, the, the Star Wars uh, no, sorry, the Star Wars meme of like Hayden Christensen um, uh, as as young uh, um, Anakin there, you know, where it's like he's clueless about something, and it's like when I come home from my twelve hour shift at the hospital, the driveway will be shoveled, right, right, <laughs> and it's not. And you know, the, these tweets are mostly using like image macros and exaggerating and making the larger point about healthcare workers or or domestic work. And um, the ones that seem to be a little bit more personally insulting are the ones that are impugning the minister's manhood for not doing the man work of the shoveling, right? You know, um, some of those, like, make jokes about, you know, protecting your video gaming hands from hard labor while your wife does all the work. And those are a little bit more personally insulting. And most of them seem to be sort of lighthearted and funny, not, you know, really, you know, about sending death threats or trying to start a, a recall, right? And people can see that this is not an egregious act in and of itself, but emblematic, right, uh, of all the sort of slights that maybe healthcare workers face or all the misplaced thoughts and prayers where material actions would would be more likely. So in some ways, Twitter is doing a little bit of a structural critique <laughs> of how some parts of society work without really sort of asking for this man's head on a platter, right, just sort of critiquing the behavior 
um, and the tweet in ways that are often quite funny. And I, I think that's like a much more gentle <laughs> um, kind of roast than we have sometimes seen, much less violent, uh, much less mean, um, a little bit more ironic. Amy, we've got about 90 seconds here, but how, you know, this gentleman, John Reyes, wanted to honor his wife. What's the lesson there, uh, maybe in retrospect for him, and maybe more importantly for those of us that like to communicate via social media, our thoughts? What should we keep in mind before we press send when it comes to these sorts of attempts at, uh, at tribute? I guess this is a, a little bit like a bystander crime, right? Put your phone down and go help, right? Don't document the event for posterity. If there's some work to be done and you're appreciating someone else's hard work in starting it, maybe go help them and then tweet about it later. That would be the advice. Pick up a snow shovel and put down the phone. Well, the follow-up there is, is you know, we don't have context on their situation. We don't know if this is a chore that she enjoys to do by herself, or maybe she has banned him from doing it because he can't do it very well. Like we don't know. So is it fair to, to comment or particularly because the, I know you, you said that a lot of the reaction was very lighthearted, but I saw a lot of absolute vitriol uh, that was, you know, just throw him away, get rid of this guy. Uh, is it fair to get that angry? Cause without knowing no. their situation that angry. And in fact, I have to tell you that I read the news story about this last night when I came in from shoveling and my husband was finishing the dishes because that's how we distribute the labor. I'm writing a book and so I get way up in my head and I need to go outside and do something physical so I can calm down. Um, and so he, you know, does some of the other chores while I'm out there shoveling it. Uh, and so at first I thought, wasn't that sweet, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, people can read into that sort of what they want. But in my house, you know, often I do the shoveling and my husband makes the hot breakfast. So people maybe need to get a bit more context. Is always great advice for viral threads. Get a little bit more context first. All right. Well, Amy Morrison, professor, new media at the University of Waterloo and social media expert. You know what? 30 seconds here. One more question. How should they have handled this in, in afterward? They, they issued a statement, but we did invite them to, uh, to come on with us this morning. Uh, and they, they gave us the statement. But uh, how, what do you think? How should they handle it? Uh, I think, you know, I would respond back on Twitter and just sort of say this got bigger than I thought it was going to. Um, you people have a lot of feelings about a lot of things. We're laughing at the memes and, you know, um, you don't have to explain how your family life is going, but you can acknowledge, you know, that some people's situation is different and some people work too hard and some people need more support and some people are not good at cooking breakfast and just leave it at that. I don't know that I would have got her to sort of create this otherwise moribund Twitter account to support her husband as a sort of good wife situation there that maybe does not look as great <laughs> as it it might have. I think he should respond on his Twitter and it should be lighthearted. Mackling, McGarry and McNabb. We've got a couple of minutes here before Jeff Brown brings you the latest headlines and lots of reaction in the conversation we just had with Amy Morrison about the tweet, the snow shovel tweet, which generated so much reaction yesterday. And uh, Greg, we got back to back to back texts all along the same lines. Yeah, people suggesting, hey, uh, maybe this was a form of therapy for uh, Ms. Reyes uh, when she got home after this long 12-hour shift. Maybe this is her exercise. Maybe this is the sort of thing she likes to do. I think that's a valid point. I know one of our co-workers in our discussion about this yesterday, Loren, said exactly the same thing. 
We just don't have that context, which is part of the problem. This is not, let's just be clear, this is not a serious conversation we're having about no. what transpired. He tweeted about his wife shoveling, and then he got, you know, slapped for it, basically, because people are like, why aren't you out there helping her? But, you know, we don't know the story. We don't know the situation. They could have provided that to us, but that's they don't have to either. This is just part of the pitfalls of going online and sharing sharing anything these days, I think, in terms of context. If you don't explain... Like, you know, I've thought the other day about tweeting something, say, about what I saw as I was driving down the road. And I, but then would have to add, I pulled over to tweet this tweet. Or I am super respectful of my teachers, but I'm scared for my kids next week. Or, you know, like you have to always ask, add these caveats to things these days. And that's frustrating. But for sure, Amy Morrison, as she said herself, and she just emailed me now, just to be clear, I am being very honest. I read this article on this story on John Reyes out loud to my husband after coming in from shoveling she was outside shoveling because that makes her feel good she said she's a writer right she's putting a book together and you need to get out of your headspace i've been there How, that's why you walk brett right you gotta get you gotta sometimes just get outside and maybe it's shoveling or mowing the lawn or whatever yeah and sometimes you just want to be left alone for a little while right especially yeah. after a long hard day at work sometimes you don't want anybody to come talk to you i'm just gonna go blow off some steam so just leave me alone i'm gonna shovel the driveway and that's that so keep your comments coming at 204-780-6868 and for a chance to win a 20 dollars gift card for santa lucia pizza which chores do you want no one else doing or which chores are you not allowed to do because you suck at them Mackling McGarry and McNabb, inspired by the John Reyes tweet about his wife shoveling the driveway after a 12-hour shift at the hospital as a nurse, a tweet that gained international attention and so, so much reaction, much of it lighthearted, but lots of it pretty angry, which was kind of sad. Um, but we're asking you, based on that, what chores do you not let anyone else do because either your way is the right way or simply because that's your kind of like me time chore um or maybe there's a chore you just are not allowed to do because you don't know how to do it um amanda says i am not allowed to do any important chores my wife wants everything done a certain way her way and my way is the fastest way it gets done. <laughs> so I do the laundry and I keep on the kids to clean up their messes. Overall, it's a big chore. If it's a big chore, it's the wife's job by her choice. And I am more than happy to oblige. To add to the story, we are both nurses. So anytime we come home from a shift, there is something that needs to be done. But no posts from us. <laughs> Staying out of it, hey Amanda? <laughs> I think I confessed to you guys yesterday on the... On the uh, text conversation that uh, years ago I dated a nurse and early in our relationship, it was a, it was a short lived relationship, uh, probably because I was a little too eager. And uh, <laughs> I, I showed up at her house one day in the middle of the afternoon thinking it would be really sweet of me to cut her grass. And so um, once I was done. Um, there was my new friend standing at the door, sort of giving me the stink eye. First of all, <laughs> she liked to do the grass a certain way. So I lost points for that. And I lost points for not realizing that working the midnight shift meant that she was sleeping during the day and running the lawnmower <laughs> didn't exactly help her do that. So <laughs> I lost two points, maybe more in an effort to score 
I don't know, five to ten points, I figured. I, I really lost out on that one, Loren. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe I was so naive. Well, I guess the noise is a thing. That That is a hard one. Like, you know, in our sh- I rarely nap, but when I do, I because of our shift, I'm always laughing at the noise that happens, and it usually is someone trying to help out. Right, like they're in the garage cleaning yes. up, but the garage is where the kitchen wall is. Or they're, you know, he might be working to get supper ready early, but I hear freezer open, freezer closed, freezer open in the garage, freezer closed, and they're like, "Come on!" He's like, "Ah, oh, I'm just trying to get supper." You know, you're trying to be helpful. You just can't win sometimes. That's the conclusion, I think. <laughs> um, Lori says, uh, "When we were first married, my husband first saw me on my knees cleaning the toilet, and he exclaimed, what are you doing?'" He never did any cleaning at home before we were married. So right there, I made a deal, realizing I married a slightly spoiled man and said, when I see you cleaning this toilet, you'll see me cut the grass. Almost 42 years later, I've never cut the grass. We both do what we do, and we do it well, and it works. LOL. That's good. I literally just had my neighbor text right now to say, I don't like it when my neighbor cuts his front grass. And I can't decide if that's because when one neighbor cuts, the other one feels like they have to go out. Uh, oh, yes. Or our 100%. lines are, or he's got gray grass and we just have okay grass. And I don't know if it's because when ours, like, <laughs> we're just not doing it right. It is my, you know what? You're welcome just to cut our grass, neighbor. Just go for it. Mackling, read the winning text. Good morning, the dishwasher. I have a huge problem with people who put dirty dishes any way they can fit them in. I literally have inspected family (laughs) and friends' dishwashers to make sure they are loaded properly. Then Brett asked, what happens if they don't pass inspection? Do you rearrange them? What did our listeners say, Brett? Sure do rearrange them. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't mind this guy. If this guy wants to come in or gal, rearrange my dishes, have at her. <laughs> Congratulations, you win the prize. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think. And hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global. And on Instagram, at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.